0: Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite cuntotent, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd
1: Starnes. Oh yeah. All right, hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. It is a very busy news day across America, a lot going on. And we're going to get to all of it. And we are so honored that you have chosen to hang out with us noon to 3 Eastern here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program. 140 radio stations now broadcasting this program. And we are honored because we are a grassroots program. And what does that mean? It means that you guys are calling radio stations. You're urging the program directors to pick up this show. And, man, we just really appreciate that. Uh, We've got, again, a lot going on, and I want to alert uh, our listeners in Memphis on radio station KWAM. A national news story is developing at this hour, and uh, you need to be aware of it because it could get pretty dicey in the city of Memphis. Uh, We saw what happened over the weekend in Atlanta where Antifa thugs – Caused all sorts of mayhem in downtown Atlanta, setting fire to a police cruiser. And they were what throwing, they had explosives. So they were throwing around these, these, um, IEDs and the uh, people were freaking out. It looked like a war zone right there on Peachtree Street in downtown Atlanta. And the reason why Antifa has their panties in a wad is because apparently they opened fire on police and the police shot back. And guess what? The Atlanta police officers happen to be pretty darn good shots. Well, here in Memphis, Tennessee, we're dealing with another very dangerous situation, and they're saying it is actually worse than what happened to George Floyd. And this city is already on edge, one of the deadliest cities in America, and people are very concerned. Uh, at Sometime during our program today, they're going to be releasing this body cam footage of a young man, a 29-year-old a black man, who was allegedly brutally beaten by police. And I say allegedly because it's still being investigated. And the body cam footage, and I've spoken to three people that have knowledge of what's on this video, and they say it is horrifying. In essence, the man was beaten to death. Five police officers were involved, all black, and I say that for a reason, and I'll explain why in just a moment, so bear with me. The five police officers late Friday were fired from their jobs by the Memphis Police Department. All of them had been on the job for just a few years, so you had five basically rookie cops doing a working a sting operation in a very dangerous part of Memphis. Now, the young man who was uh, who was um, uh, who was killed, he is uh, an employee at FedEx, a big time skateboarder. To our knowledge, did not have a criminal record. He was pulled over on a traffic violation. Now, the reporting is that these officers were in an unmarked car and they were not wearing uniforms. In Memphis right now, I will tell you, we are dealing with a massive carjacking crisis. People are getting carjacked and shot all over the place, and it's happening everywhere, including the wealthier parts of town. So there was some sort of a confrontation between these uh, officers, not in uniform, and uh, Mr. Nichols. The, Mr. Nichols ran they caught up with him, and that's when apparently the beating happened. And that was back on January the seventh. And the city has been hemming and hawing about releasing all of the footage. And the city is on edge. I can tell you that right now, uh, they are bracing for what could be very, very, a very bad night for the city of Memphis. People are on edge. They're just on edge. They don't know what's going to happen. There, I mean, God forbid, Antifa decides to get on the interstate and come over here. By and large, the people of Memphis are peaceful. It's a violent town, but the people are peaceful. So I can't imagine that we're going to have the city burned to the ground like they did in Minneapolis. But nobody knows. But I can tell you that everybody's ready for whatever happens. So all you people in Memphis, you be safe tonight. And if you don't have to be anywhere, I would recommend just staying home tonight and just, just play it safe. And especially they're saying the downtown area could get the brunt of all of this. So we will see. But it's a it's a horrible situation. We still don't have all of the facts. The guy who was the attorney for George Floyd's family is representing the family here. Ben Crump is his name. And I'm telling you, folks, they're trying to make this about race. It's unbelievable. There was a pastor, a black pastor, yesterday, and he told the congregation, and they interviewed him on the local news. And they, because again, this is black cops, black, black suspect slash victim. There were no white cops. The the police chief is black. It's most of the police department. So it's not a racial thing, but they're trying to make it a racial thing. And this pastor got up and and said, well, what's happened here is you've got um, a black, a black guy who was killed by black cops. And that is a symptom of white supremacy that that's what they're saying so they're trying to blame this on the white man i i, I just don't get that there's that, that's evil evil is what that is and i just hate it for my hometown uh, you folks in uh, memphis tennessee uh give us a call let us know how things are going um there 844 747 8868 you folks in atlanta my goodness what a mess that is 844 747 8868 now more documents were discovered over the weekend, and here's here's where we're getting into some interesting territory. Now, the White House told us that all of the documents that, that, that were there had been discovered, had been turned over. There was nothing else there. And now we know that the FBI spent upwards of 12, 13 hours searching Joe Biden's home over the weekend— And they discovered more documents. So my question is, how many more documents are out there? But more importantly, why did the FBI spend 12, 13, 14 hours tearing apart Joe Biden's home? What was the FBI looking for? Now, when you go back to Mar-a-Lago and the pre-dawn guns-drawn raid that the FBI conducted on the home of former President Trump, there's a big difference between the two. For one thing, the National Archives knew exactly where all of the documents were. As a matter of fact, the FBI and the National Archives worked with the Trump team post-election to make sure that all of those documents were actually in a secure place. As a matter of fact, the recommendation was made, hey, look, this looks good, but you need to add a padlock. And that's exactly what they did. So this is not some sort of a big surprise here. Those documents that President Trump had, including the the, the cocktail napkin and the, the framed photos of the cover of Time magazine, were all in a very secure location, a location known by the FBI and National Archives. But that's not the case when it comes to Joe Biden, where these documents were all over the place, you had the the, the think tank, you had the, the garage with the Corvette, now you have inside the house. They never told us where the previous batch, so batch number three, we don't know where those documents were found. So the question here is, what's really going on? Who's going after whom here? Who is, wh- what's the play here? Well, there are a couple of possibilities. First of all, it could be possible that those documents, and the FBI is freaking out now. They're tr- they they got to get their hands on these documents, which, by the way, go back to when Biden was vice president. It could be possible that Joe Biden has the goods on somebody, and we don't know who that is. It could be Barack Hussein Obama, could be the FBI, could be people within the deep state of the Democrat Party. Uh, Joe Biden has has a lot of dirt on people, and it could very well be that these documents contain dirt against these individuals. Could be that Joe Biden has proof that Barack Obama and Susan Rice and Valerie Jarrett were possibly behind the effort to take down Donald Trump's candidacy back in 2016. He could have the goods, and he could be using that as leverage. He may have been using those documents as leverage all along. Or it could be that the decision has been made that Biden has to go. And all of a sudden, somebody is leaking all of this information to the FBI. You see, the FBI is just not willy-nilly doing this, ladies and gentlemen. There is someone who is feeding the FBI and the intelligence communities this information. So I'm curious here, folks, do you see this as an effort to get rid of Joe Biden Or do you think this is Biden having the goods on all of these people and the FBI is trying to get that evidence? 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. have some great guests coming up, including Congressman Ben Klein from Virginia, member of the House Judiciary and the Freedom Caucus. Also, Lindsey Keith from Newsmax TV is going to drop by. Uh, by the way, another disturbing story we're going to be sharing with you exclusively. There is a movement on the state house level to remove conservatives from leadership positions. This is happening in South Carolina, and we understand it's also beginning to happen in Tennessee. We're going to be speaking to a South Carolina lawmaker who is going to spill the beans. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we got to take a break. This is the Todd Sterns Radio Show. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand, and COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost 900 grand. If you run a business, a church, or a nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the Government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDTaxRelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDTaxRelief.org. Visit covidtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. Refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. All right. Have you heard this crazy story out of Atlanta? And who knew Antifa was in, in Atlanta, Georgia, of all places, but uh, the son of Massachusetts Congresswoman Catherine, Catherine Clark. Now, she's the number two on the Democrat side. Um. No, I'm not talking about. No, not bodily functions. She is the number two. Hakeem Jeffries is the minority leader, and she's the number two. Uh. So uh, anyway, her name is Catherine Clark. You saw her there. Uh, had the long, uh, sort of the the, the silver hair uh, woman. Uh, anyway, she's got a son who thinks he's a girl, and the photograph of this dude. Th- this is one bad looking dude right here. His name is Jared. And goes by Riley, but Jared is was in Atlanta, or pardon me, was in uh, Boston, rather, and uh, attacked a police officer. He was a part of Antifa. Attacked a police officer, punched the guy in the face. Jared Dow is accused of defacing a, um, a bandstand monument, which is a landmark monument, with spray paint. Still in jail, apparently. That's according to the Boston Globe. Congresswoman Clark says, my daughter was arrested in Boston. No, ma'am, that's a son. And if you can't tell the difference, you're not smart enough to be in Congress. I love Riley, and this is a very difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain and parenting. You know, I get it. You love your your son, ma'am, your son. But the fact of the matter is, he's a thug. It's okay to love your child, but you got to call them out when they do something wrong, ma'am. All right, let's go to the phones here eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Lou in Georgia, W D U N, our great affiliate. Hey, Lou, what's on your mind?
2: Oh, uh, yes, sir. I've been listening to Fox News this morning, and this morning they're talking about that special counsel that the DOJ appointed back. You know when uh, the you know on you know uh, on on uh, uh, Joe Biden anyway. The, uh, they said that that's suit's going into the House, and it's the FBI that they sent over there, and they found documents back when he was a senator. Y- and they yes. had called him a—Harris a, uh, Faulkner on uh, Fox News has called him a document hoarder. <laughs> and uh, uh, they're saying that—and uh, uh, so the question is now, if his attorneys only turned over so much, why were they holding on to these? And it took this guy to going in there, sending the FBI to finding more, and they don't know where. Uh, uh, you know, they're still searching for more.
1: Lou, these are pretty serious documents that they're talking about. Uh, we're we're not talking about cocktail napkins or Time magazine photos. We're talking about documents involving Ukraine, and do- involving the UK, involving Iran. And we know there was a lot of shenanigans going on, especially during the Obama years, with uh, with the Obama administration giving all of this cash, all of this uh, all of this help to Iran and, of course, Ukraine, which is a cesspool of criminal activity. And the Bidens were knee deep there, so it's going to be fascinating to see how all this plays well, out.
2: Well, well, see, they uh, on the senator thing, they found the CIA uh, classified documents. They're more classified than the classified. Oh, I'm saying.
1: these are horrifying. Yes, and that was the point I'm, I'm I'm trying to explain here, Lou. Is these were not cocktail napkins we're talking about. These are classified documents, dangerous documents. And the question is, who saw these documents? Now we know the Chinese right. spent fifty-four right. million dollars they spent 54 million dollars funding Joe Biden's think tank you have to imagine that some people from china were uh were there and were looking at the um at the documents Lou, appreciate the call 844 747 8868 that's our toll free telephone number that's 844 747 8868 oh by the way speaking of fox Fox 5 in Atlanta, which I believe is an O&O, so that means Fox News Channel owns and operates this uh, local TV station. They pulled a CNN during the riots, so they got a reporter out there, and this moron is standing in the middle of Peachtree Street, all sorts of mayhem going on. There's a police car burning just giant flames. We have this up on our website. Take a listen
3: take a look over here if you pan over i want to show you this is what they were handing out at the protest so it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling justice uh for to uh for to to get so sorry Uh he uh, and right now uh um,
1: you'll see basically they want uh, justice for him what a moron how does this guy have a job in television news but this is the problem with, with journalists, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you right now, they're morons. By and large, they're more. there are a few good people out there, but by and large, you're a moron. And I don't know if they're like that when they go to journalism school or if they're perfectly normal and then journalism school turns them into morons. But if you're standing there and you're in the middle of a riot situation and you're reporting, oh, it's mostly peaceful. No, they're not making s'mores, sir. They're burning a police car. There's really, be- there is little daylight now between what's happening on the Fox News side and the CNN News side. And that's a problem for all of America. It ought to be. By the way, uh, this story, horrible story involving the Fox Weather guy, we're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Hey, did you see this story? Adam Klotz, uh, one of the weather dudes, and he goes to the rescue of some some elderly man on the subway and just gets brutally beaten by these teenage thugs. The district attorney lets them all go. They don't even spend a minute in jail. Just let them go. What's up with that? I'm, t- I, You know, I was a strong advocate for this at Fox News, and they used to get so upset with me in management. Because I said, I know the pen is mightier than the sword. But honest to goodness, a Glock is a heck of a lot more effective. I mean, it really is. So we're going to get to your calls on this. We'll have some audio. You're going to be able to hear from Adam Klotz what happened. Uh, and, and the question is, what are we going to do about this crime that has infested our great nation, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, this is all on all the hands of the Democrats. During the China virus, they opened up the prisons. They let all of these people out on the streets. You have these George Soros district attorneys. They're not prosecuting. They're just letting people walk free. Meanwhile, the victims are now being treated as the criminals. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number today. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back, America. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotiony. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible. And best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100. But thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to mypello.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all mypello products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, mypello.com, promo code STARS. <laughs> Give a big shout-out to the Tennessee Right for Life and their Shelby County County chapter. I had a chance to uh, deliver a keynote address yesterday, and uh, what a great celebration that was as this country stands for life. And just yet another reminder that it was President Trump who led to the elimination, the demise of Roe v. Wade. It was President Trump who nominated three constitutionalists to the Supreme Court, and those three constitutionalists are the ones who destroyed Roe v. Wade. It was President Trump, the first president in modern American history, by the way, who actually set foot on the Washington Mall and stood personally before tens of thousands of pro-lifers, to stand in solidarity. Uh, that says a lot. Just something to remember, something to reflect on uh, as we uh, move into the uh, primary election cycle a little bit later on this year. Hey, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. Thomas in Statesville, North Carolina, WSIC, our great station there. Hi, Thomas, what's up?
2: Hey, I just want to tell you that they're trying to find somebody to put in Biden's place because Nobody's gonna re-elect Biden, and even Alibaba and his forty-three thieves couldn't steal this. One. Well, they're gonna have to get rid of him and put somebody in there that somebody can trust, and it has an ounce of intelligence.
1: The only reason that Joe Biden got the nomination, the only reason, is because they knew they could control Joe Biden. But something's not working there, and, and I think they realize that now, Thomas, which is why. Um, if again, one working theory is that they're going to be using these documents, these classified documents, to get rid of Biden because they know they can control Kamala Harris. She's dumb as a she's dumb as a rock. That one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All You're 100% right, percent right
1: on that. All right, we'll see how it works out. Thomas, appreciate that call. As a matter of fact, here's Kamala Harris um, talking about the Declaration of Independence. Cut two
4: we made in the Declaration of Independence, that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness.
1: So notice that she forgot a couple of key words, creator, we are endowed by our creator. And she also left out another very important phrase, life. We are endowed by our creator with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How difficult is that for someone like Kamala Harris to, to, to remember? But you know she left it out intentionally because the Democrats don't believe that our rights come from Almighty God. They believe our rights come from the federal government, and the government gets to tell you and your family what you can and you cannot do. But that's not what the Declaration of Independence says. No, indeed. By the way, Breitbart, uh, this is from uh, Wendell husebo reporting the Justice Department is going to consider launching even more searches now for classified documents in other locations that are linked to President Joe Biden. Now, this is coming from CBS News, and I have a question for you. If that, in fact, is is accurate reporting, if, in fact, it is true that the FBI, according to CBS News, is going to be looking at other locations – What does that tell you? Is it possible that Joe Biden had these documents squirreled away? Over the years, he's been squirreling away these secret documents, and nobody knows what they are. Now, go back to go back to when the FBI did the pre-dawn guns drawn raid at Mar-a-Lago. What did they do, ladies and gentlemen? What, pray tell, did the FBI do? First of all, they told the attorneys, you've got to stay outside. Then they took all of these uh, these classified, allegedly classif- classified documents, including the cocktail napkin and the front pages of the Time magazines. And they what did they do? They they threw them on the floor. They were strewn about on the floor. And they took the photographs, right? And then they leaked the photographs to the media. And why did they do that, ladies and gentlemen? It's very simple. They wanted you, the average American, they wanted you to believe that these documents were not in some sort of a safe, secure area, but that Donald Trump had just thrown them about. And of course, that was not the case. And I can tell you that because I've been to Mar-a-Lago several times, and it's always a very nice, clean, tidy place. I've been to President Trump's office several times. Very nice, clean office. He doesn't have a lot of clutter, President Trump. But they didn't do that with Joe Biden. To date, we still have not seen photographs of the classified documents. So we don't know what they are. CBS says, that Bob Rauer, Bauer, rather, the personal attorney for Mr. Biden, said the search lasted for about 13 hours. The house is not that big. So what were they doing inside that house? CBS reports the classification level and contents of the material seized were not disclosed. The Justice Department took possession of materials it deemed within the scope of its inquiry, including six items, consisting of documents with classific- classification markings and surrounding materials, some of which were from the president's service and the Senate, some from his tenure as vice president. It does make you wonder. Neither the president nor the first lady were present during the search. By the way, did you notice that the media wasn't alerted? They were alerted when they raided Mar-a-Lago, but they were not alerted When they raided Joe Biden's house, who, by the way, is the president of the United States right now, you would think that would be a big national news story. Representatives for Mr. Biden. And this is what's fascinating. According to CBS, the Biden team actually. Actually set the rules here, not the FBI. So if you remember when the FBI did this to Trump, they made Trump's attorney stay outside. They could not even walk in the building. But according to CBS, representatives for Mr. Biden signed a form outlining the parameters of the search, including which areas in the president's home could be swept for papers. So in other words, this is why that this is why the feds went back in. They were only allowed to search certain areas of Biden's house. You see, it's all a sham. It's all a sham. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I want to tell you about our great trip to Israel coming up. Uh, Folks, we are so excited about this trip. So many of you are making inquiries and we would love for you to join us. It's happening in November at the um, November 2023, seven days, seven nights in the Holy Land. It is going to be a first class trip and you're going to love it. Folks, it's just going to be wonderful. Uh, We're going to be having special musical guests. Uh, others, you're going to want to be a part of this. Now, all you need to do right now is go to toddstearns.com and click on our page for Israel, and all the information is there. Many of you have asked, "Do I have to have a? Uh, do I have to have a, the vaccine?" No, you do not. That's between you and your doctor and the good Lord. But you do not have to be vaccinated to attend this trip, and it's we've also set up in a payment structure, so you don't have to pay for the full thing up front unless you want to do that. So again, ToddStarns.com, uh, check it out. We would love for you and your family to join us in Israel. We'll be right back, America.
5: Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free.
0: You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially
5: worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400.
0: Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states.
1: Right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Sterns radio program. You know, polls are showing a very tight race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis could be the biggest political battle of ever. And Newsmax wants to know what you think. They're conducting an urgent poll asking if President Trump should continue his run for the presidency, or is DeSantis the better choice? You can actually vote right now in the Newsmax poll on Donald Trump. Text the word skip to 39747. That's skip to 39747. And you can let your voice be heard. I tune into Newsmax for news I can trust. Newsmax carried on every major cable system. They're doing a great job, folks. So be sure to vote in Newsmax's poll on whether Trump should run again. Text the word skip to 39747. That's skip to 39747. I want to play this audio as promised. Uh, this is Adam Klotz, the, uh, the weather guy. Over at Fox News Channel, uh, he was brutally attacked and beaten on a subway train over the weekend. Take a listen.
6: You should see the other guy. Oh, my, My side, don't laugh. My side is worse, so much worse than my face. The thing is, the other guy, it's not really a guy. It's children, like five, six children. Where are the parents? God. Don't,
3: don't don't let your kids come beat me up in the middle of the night again, please. Parents, watch your children.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good natured about it. Looked like he was in a lot of pain. I mean, they beat the living daylights out of the kid. And and, and you gotta understand, these are not just children. These are brutal thugs. And when you've got a gang of them, it's hard to defend yourself. I mean, I would like to think that Adam Klotz, and I i didn't see his hands, but I hope he was able to get a couple of punches in. But at that point, when you're on the New York City subway, nobody's coming to your defense, and all they're doing is sitting around with the video cameras filming you. You know, there was a time in America, and this really aggravates me. I don't know if you, if you guys have noticed this, but nowadays, instead of running to someone's Aid, what do they do? They turn on the cell phones and they go live on Facebook. I mean, heaven forbid, I'm down at the Kroger and I keel over. I would like to think somebody would, would be calling 911 for help, but I don't think so. I think people would literally turn on their cell phones and uh, watch the final moments of Todd Starnes and then film what's in my little uh, grocery cart there and say, you know what, uh, Starnes probably shouldn't have had that um Little Debbie Swiss roll. Those are very delicious, by the way. But I digress. But nowadays, instead of like helping people or stopping the bad guys or offering some sort of assistance, what do people do? They turn their phones on and start recording. It's pathetic. Just pathetic. So anyway, I'm glad I'm glad Adam Klotz is all right, but in, in all honesty, you gotta you gotta be able to defend yourself. You need to understand something. You can be a victim of crime wherever you are in America. It doesn't matter if you're on a subway. It doesn't matter if you're in a wealthy suburb. The Democrats have unleashed the criminals on all of us. And and I know this guy, you know, he did the Instagram video, and he's trying to be humorous and, and laugh about it, and, and I get it. But it's really not funny. And what about these parents? Is it time to start holding them accountable? I mean, if you've got kids and I will say this, I mean, it's, you know, if you've got a 16 or a 17 year old kid and they're out after midnight, I still think parents have a responsibility to know where their kids are. Now, what about you? Do you know where your kids are when they leave your house? Do you have a pretty good indication of where they are and what they are up to? But if it's one o'clock in the morning and you've got a 13-year-old and that 13-year-old is out riding the subway in New York City or that 13-year-old is out walking the streets in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, you know that kid is up to no good. But it just seems to me that the parent is the one who ought to bear some of the responsibility here because moms and dads, don't you have a responsibility to protect us from your little heathen? I'm just asking, 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I come from an ancient time called the 1970s. And when we were kids, we didn't have video games, and we didn't have Internet. We didn't have smartphones. We would get up in the summertime, and we would have our breakfast, and then mom would say, don't come back until lunch, and then after lunch, don't come back until the street lights come on. Because we went outside and we played with the neighborhood kids. That's what you did. And everybody sort of knew where everybody was. Moms had sort of like this, I don't know, this special, like, mutant power where they're able to know what the kids are doing all the time. Even though you don't see mom, she's always watching. But these days, I mean, you've got parents that are they're just not there. And there was a time in American history – And I know this is going to trigger some people, but there was a time in American history when you had a parent who went to work, that would be called the dad, and then you had a mom who stayed at home and she kept the house. She raised the kids. Now I know that's old school, but nowadays both mom and dad work, and it's not because they have to in many cases. In some cases they do, but in most cases you don't. You have two parents working outside of the house so that you can have a mansion. So that you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And you've decided, you know what? You're going to let the key, you're going to let the kids pretty much raise themselves. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody. Some people have to work two jobs. But in some of these cases, parents have made the decision that wealth is more important than having a parent stay at home and raise the kids. I'll ask a simple question. Are the kids better off with having a, a parent full-time in the house? Yes or no? I mean, it's a simple question because that's the way it used to be for just generations. And really, be starting around the late 1970s, early 80s is when you had this rush of stay-at-home moms, the domestic goddesses, deciding to turn in their aprons and spatulas and go into the workplace with the smart power pantsuits. So you wonder, again, when you look at all the crime, and most of the crime in this country is now being committed by kids, it makes you wonder, did we make the right decisions here as a society? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be taking your calls on that. So Prince Harry, um, i got to get to this story. Prince Harry has been bashing Elvis Presley. And by the way, who let this guy into the country? We have got to get a handle on our borders. So Mr. Meghan Markle uh, was uh, writing in his uh, new autobiography that he had a problem with Elvis Presley. So he went to Graceland. So he came to Memphis and toured Graceland, which is the beloved home of the king of rock and roll. And he cramps on Graceland. Graceland. He said that it reminded him of a badger den. He said it was dark and claustrophobic, and he walked around saying, the king lived here, you say? Really? Quote, I stood in one tiny room with loud furniture and shag carpet. Oh, that must have been the jungle room. And I thought the king's interior designer must have been on acid. Now, look, I I know, I know, I know that we should not be concerned about the opinion of a man, who comes from a family whose tree does not branch. A lot of incestuous stuff going on in that family. I get it. But we're talking about the king of rock and roll. And there's a big difference between our royalty and theirs because ours actually worked for it. So anyway, everybody's coming after Prince Harry now, and rightfully so. I would encourage Prince Harry to steer clear of the 901. Because the folks around Memphis don't like people coming in and talking about Elvis. No, it doesn't matter that most people in Memphis haven't been to Graceland. No, Dylan, of course not. It doesn't matter. It's it's the principle of the thing. You don't come and talk about Elvis in our town, period. Anyway, um, the question is, why is he still here in this country? Why haven't we given him the big boot? And speaking of that, Prince Harry needs a blue suede boot up his privileged British arse that's what they call the backside there the UK or the bum all right uh, folks we got to get out of here hour two coming up hey listen up all you conservatives you better watch your back and we're gonna explain why coming up next this is the Todd Stern show
0: live. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us.
5: That's right. I
0: love this American ride. Todd Starnes.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Todd Starnes here. Hope you're doing well today. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. And we got a lot going on today. I want to head right over to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, We're honored to have with us from South Carolina, State Representative Adam Morgan. Uh, He is um, a a lawmaker there in the Palmetto State. Uh, Representative Morgan, good to have you with us today.
6: Hey Todd, thanks
1: for having me on. So uh, last night uh, you sent me a rather interesting message and it just it just coincidentally I'd been having a similar conversation about some some stories uh, brewing in the Tennessee State House. Now what's interesting about um, South Carolina? Uh, we understand there is a conservative purge going on in in the State House and I want you to explain to our listeners what's happening there.
6: Yeah, well, I'm the chairman of our Freedom Caucus here in South Carolina. We have about 20 members. We started last year. We've been very busy. We shut down a, a pediatric uh, transgender clinic uh, by you know, pushing FOIA's on them. We sued some school districts that were uh, found to be teaching CRT, which uh, violated state provisos. And anyway, been doing a lot of things that uh, you know to really help the conservative fight. And uh, we get to session this year, and uh, we are given. Uh, these new rules that have now been made public by the Republican caucus that uh, we have to sign uh, an agreement, a pledge, whatever you want to call it, uh, to uh, not campaign against uh, any sitting members, uh, campaign activities of any kind, and uh, any other members in the Republican caucus. And we were kind of, you know, shell-shocked by this. We're like, what, what is campaign? And the definition was not defined. It was uh, interpreted to mean very overly broad things. And, you know, as conservatives, I mean, you have to call, you have to inform the public of how people are voting, uh, even when they're in your own party, especially in a, a state like South Carolina when, you know, we have a supermajority. Most of the people in the House are of our own party. So if we're going to sign a pledge to not criticize or call out people for their vote, And and for what they're pushing, you know, in caucus that we just, you know, couldn't do that. And I had members that said, I'm not going to pledge. I don't even know what I'm pledging to. It's undefined. And in good conscience, I can. not So we we told them that and they just ignored us and pushed it through. And, um, you know, we were trying. There's a confidentiality rule. So we tried not to talk about it, not say anything. But then last week we were the one of the leadership alerted the media that we were all ousted from caucus until we. Uh, sign the pledge, the, the loyalty pledge. <laughs> so,
1: so what does that mean? Hold on, let me shocking. back. Let me back up here, Adam. This is shocking. Uh, so they, so are you guys no longer Republicans in their eyes? What does that mean?
6: Well, it's just the Republican caucus in the legislature in the House. We're not. Uh, we've been told, or and the media has been told that we are uh, ousted from that caucus until we, you know, sign the pledge. And we're, you know, our our loyalty, our pledge is to our constituents and to the Constitution. And sure, we, you know, caucus with like-minded individuals and to, to get, you know, legislative agendas passed, but we don't pledge to not, you know, <laughs> publicly call out or criticize other lawmakers. I was just thinking about the craziness of, you know, if the founding fathers had done this, <laughs> something like this, where you can't have an open public debate uh, and even, you know, publicly criticize, even, you know, if, it, if it's warranted to say, hey, look, people in this district, they need to know This guy isn't, you know, following the Republican platform. This guy isn't voting the way he's saying when he's running. I mean, to think that we would sign away our First Amendment right, you know, to engage in that is is just ludicrous. And it's really unprecedented. You you won't find any other caucus that we're aware of, Republican or Democrat, that has this kind of uh, loyalty pledge. Uh, So it's really kind of just a bizarre thing um, that, that we're dealing with.
1: It does make you what's, what's going on within the Republican Party there in South Carolina. Who Do we have any idea who was ultimately responsible for this? Who reached out to you?
6: Well, it, it really just kind of came about, um, you know, from some of the members in caucus. They, you know, there had been uh, within caucus, you know, you want to try to keep strategies confidential so you don't tell the other side what's happening. In the past, there were some uh, leaks from caucus. So I think the original impetus was, oh, we want to. Make sure people don't leak, and then it got turned into oh, and <laughs> we want people not to campaign. Uh, act- the language is campaign, uh, engaging campaign activities in any form as, as broad as possible, whatever that, that may mean. Um, and you know, I, for me, you know, you always think it can't happen here. You know, I'm in a ruby red state. You know, lots of people, real strong conservatives, or at least claim to be. And so I just, I would have never expected something like this to happen in my state. And to think that, you know, 20 legislators could be targeted, all the conservatives. I mean, down the line, you look at the, the people that have been targeted, It's the ones who are fighting for state women's boards, for constitutional carry, for tax reform, for judicial reform, I and mean, everything you can think of. And they're all the ones that are now out of the caucus. We don't have a voice now in, you know, Republican caucus strategies and, uh, you know, we've just been you know thrown out, and uh, you know it, it's so frustrating. But uh, you know, people across the country need to know uh, that that this this could happen in your state, and you, you've got to you got to know what's going on in your legislator the legislatures. You got to know who the conservatives are. Uh, you got to back them up. I mean, the only way this gets fixed is if you know the the some of the guys that are still in there, the representatives stand up and say, you know what, no way, I'm going to let them pick out. All of my all the most conservative fighters and my conservative brethren, like they've got to force, you know, the rule change and um, and people just need to be aware and know that this really is uh, a battle for the soul of the Republican Party. Like, are we going to follow our platform? Are we going to fight for our conservative values? Or is this an incumbent protection racket where we want to hide what, you know, ultimately going on, even with votes and, with, you know, we want to hide that from the public view?
1: Well clearly they do and and I think this is something that we we saw happen up on Capitol Hill during the debate over Kevin McCarthy and whether or not he should be the speaker where they were really strong-arming members of the House Freedom Caucus but they stood their ground and refused to capitulate until they got what they wanted out of all of this and it's just it's just shocking to know something like this is happening in a state like South Carolina Adam
6: Well it may be related I mean, that's that, you know, I've, I've really been, you know, you know, throwing this around in my mind, like, why now? Why is this happening now? And I think a lot of people, uh, maybe more establishment types, were looking at that and thinking, oh, we need to, you know, <laughs> make sure we clamp down on our conservatives and try to get them in, you know, get them under control. And it's, it, I don't know, it may be a coordinated effort. I know here uh, that you know, it seems like there's an appetite to try to resolve it. But maybe not. I mean, as of, like I said, as of right now, we've now been alerted and the media has been alerted that we're ousted from, from Republican caucus.
7: So,
1: I know that uh, Senator Jim Dement is a big a friend, and uh, he wrote a letter to the editor for in the state, which is the newspaper there in uh, the state capitol, said, instead of passing draconian rules to muzzle conservative members, why doesn't the House GOP caucus support the reform-minded conservative fighters who are standing on principle in opposition to this loyalty pledge? Good question.
6: Yeah, and he's been a huge um, supporter of ours, and I think that's exactly right. The the members who were targeted with this, they're all the the biggest conservative voices, the biggest fighters uh, in the legislature. So it is is quite shocking, and uh, yeah, I, I think it is is related to what happened in Washington. You know, our group we have the same name, in the, where we're the South Carolina Freedom Caucus. We're um, somewhat allied with the uh, the national group. Obviously, we're very allied philosophically, and um, yeah, I think uh, people establishment types are probably uh, wanting to uh, marginalize and alienate, and even get us out of the room so that uh, they can you know run the party the way that they want to, but. We are literally just pushing the Republican Party platform issues. That is that is what we fight for. So if anybody gets the, the moniker of Republican, it's us. It's not the ones who, who don't want to follow that platform.
1: Well, uh, here in Tennessee, for example, we have a supermajority, and there are Republicans that are trying to weaken the state's pro-life law. Um, we are seeing some conservative lawmakers being marginalized uh, on Capitol Hill in Nashville. And we're also hearing similar stories involving the Mississippi Freedom Caucus. You know, in Tennessee, uh, they are just now getting a Freedom Caucus underway. Um, but it's troubling that, again, you would have establishment Republicans on the state level trying to weaken things like a pro life law.
6: Yeah. Well, it's very troubling. And I mean, it's, un- it's understandable in that you're going to get people from different districts who have different viewpoints and we are a big tent party, but as I said, we also have a platform that we all recognize and should be working toward. And I think the most shocking part is that those members who maybe aren't really holding to the true Republican party platform issues, but they're, you know, sometimes with, with us, the shocking thing is that they would weaponize rules in order to kick out the ones who are actually following the, the platform to a T. And why do they want them out? Why do they want us to stop you know, speaking out and informing the voters about how everyone's voting? I think the answer is obvious because they they're interested in hiding how they're voting to the public because they're worried about coming back, which is why you would need an incumbent protection pledge.
1: Fascinating. Well, Adam, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Keep us updated on this. What a terrible thing that's happened. But uh, we appreciate you guys fighting the good fight and standing your ground there uh, in the South Carolina uh, Freedom Caucus. Uh, State Representative Adam Morgan on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Line. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. Folks, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But this is what's happening. I'm telling you, there is some shenanigans going on and there is an effort to root out these conservative republicans from leadership positions at the state level and that's what's happening in South Carolina your freedom caucus 20 members thrown out of the South Carolina House Republican caucus because they refused to sign a loyalty pledge now I have a question do you want do you want your republican elected representatives to sign a loyalty pledge And in essence, let's just say this had happened up on Capitol Hill in D.C. That meant that nobody could ever criticize Kevin McCarthy. If Speaker McCarthy went out there and did something that went against uh, his promises that he made, no one would be able to speak out against him because they've signed a loyalty pledge. 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Tom Stern Show all right interesting story coming out of fox news two interesting stories coming out of fox news the poor weather guy got beat up by a bunch of teenagers and uh, then you've got a fox news analyst gianno caldwell who was down in Miami and was having brunch at a bookstore, I guess a little bookshop, and you can eat. Uh, They have a little cafe there. Uh, It's Parodies Books and Bread. That's in North Miami. Turns out he was thrown out of the the bookstore, the bookshop. Quote, uh, this is uh, Mr. Caldwell on his uh, Twitter page. I can't believe what just happened. I met up with friends for breakfast at Parodies Book and Bread in North Miami And while we were having discussions about politics, we were told by the owner we were not welcome because we're not politically aligned. Outrageous. Mr. Caldwell goes on to say, no matter what your politics are, um, you shouldn't be discriminated against. I was discriminated against for being a conservative, was, was told to leave a restaurant in North Miami because my politics did not align with the owner. That is not okay. Parodies responded on Instagram. They say a group of people came in, ordered food, sat inside, and talked loudly for over an hour. A lot of what they were discussing was very troubling, specifically when talking about women in degrading ways, as well as using eugenic arguments around their thoughts on Roe v. Wade. Their behavior and their words made other folks in the space as well as the one of us working very uncomfortable. Once it was clear they were finished with their meal, we told them our views don't align and the language they were using was unwelcome in our space. One person in the group said, that is your business model, and I respect that. The owner goes on to say, we are a space co-owned by black folks and women. We firmly stand by our zero tolerance policy. So in other words, if you go into parody's bookstore and you're talking about politics and you're a conservative, they're going to ask you to leave. You're no longer welcome there. At Parodies, Books and Bread. Do I okay, I'll say it again, Dylan. Parodies, book, and bread. I Okay. Just so people can Google, you can Google it. Now I want to say something about this because I love bookstores, and I especially love independent bookstores. And by and large, the independent bookstores in America are owned by raging, raging liberals. I mean, these are the most intolerant people you could imagine, but I, but I love bookstores. And I just, you know, I just, I I try to get along. I don't go out of my way to be, uh, you know, to, to try to be annoying to people, except for one, Malaprops bookstore in Asheville, North Carolina. And they were just nasty and rude anyway. So I asked them where their Rush Limbaugh books were. This was many years ago. They got triggered. They got triggered. But anyway, when I was living in New York City, and my books were coming out. And one of the things I like to do with my, with my book signings, you know, you got the big, big dogs like Barnes and Noble, and they really don't need my business. So whenever I do a book signing, I want to make sure that a local bookstore is offered the opportunity. And here's the reason why, because they will sell more books at one of my book signings than they will over, you know, a month long period. So we'll sell, you know, two, three hundred books at a book signing. And I just want to be able to help help out the local bookstores. Yes, even though they're liberal, Dylan. Yes, I'm trying to be nice, trying to be friendly. That's what I do. So, anyway, um, I went to the local bookstores. We had two in my Brooklyn neighborhood and just great little shops. One of them, very quintessential, you know, Brooklyn bookshop, had a little um, cat that, uh, you know, kind of ran the joint and uh, meowed and very nice, very pleasant. They would do lots of book signings, especially for local authors. So, I went up there and I told them uh, my book was, I had a book coming out and they said, They said, Todd, we love you. We love your business, um, but we can't do that. And I want to explain. She explained why. She said, if we host a book signing for you, we would lose all of our customers. People would actually protest our shop. And you know what? I appreciated them telling me the reason why. And I didn't hold that against them. But this other bookshop, cobble it was on Cobble Street. And these people were just nasty. And I asked them, and they said, there's no way. The guy said, let me stop you. There's no way we would ever, ever, and he said it like this, there's no way we would ever, ever host a book signing by a Fox News guy, ever. And I said, really? I said, you don't want my ma- Your money is not good here. And I said, really? So you know what I did? <laughs> this is terrible. So I went back home, and I guess I had spent about $1,000 in books, buying books there. And I always keep my receipts. So I packaged up all of the books that I had purchased over the year. And I go right back to the bookstore and I plop them down on the counter. And the guy looks at me and goes, what is this? And I said, these are all the books that I purchased from you over the past year. That's about a thousand dollars worth of books here, sir. Why do you want me to, we can't return those books. I said, I have to insist that you do, sir, because I can't, I can't just sleep well at night knowing that my Fox News paycheck is actually in your bank account, sir. And the guy gave me my money back. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, intolerant. I hate it for Mr. Caldwell, but these bookstore owners, if you know of a conservative bookstore, let me know. Welcome back, everybody. Happy to have you with us. Uh, let's go to the phones. Question, how do we how do we solve what is the solution to the youth crime problem? How do we get the youths of America back on the straight and narrow? 844-747-8868. Let's go to South Carolina. Angie on the line. Hi, Angie. How are you today?
5: Hi, Todd. I want to tell you, I've been listening to you since you were working for Fox.
7: Is that and- right?
5: Yeah, and even before, whenever you'd have your little, you know, uh, I don't know, where you you come in on the radio and say something, I'd always go, man, this guy's a Christian. I really love what he has to say. So, but let me get to the point. I think parents should be involved with uh, what, when a child does a crime, um, they need to go and spend time in jail with the child until the arraignment in front of the judge. Uh, I mean, they have to be physically in the jail with that child. Then the child will spend every afternoon after school under the watchful eye of a policeman um, or policemen, women, um, doing community work, uh, cleaning up streets, painting buildings that have graffiti, doing chores for uh, victims of their crimes. And then they would be wearing a brace on their leg and stay in the home after they finished their community work for the rest of the night.
1: Angie, I I love this idea. This again, if the parents are not going to parent their children, then they should suffer some sort of consequence.
5: Absolutely, and I think there should be some kind of retribution as far as the parents paying the victim for what their child has done monetarily. Um, if they're not going to parent uh, and the state has to do the parenting, which means they're going to involve the parent in that parenting process, um, there should be also monetary, you know, some kind of uh, payback. You see, uh, I think it's too much that that people are, you know, they go to jail and the person that has been victimized never receives anything in return for what has been done to them.
1: Angie, do you do you have children?
5: Yeah, I have two and they're both doctors.
1: <laughs> oh, so you clearly did something right.
5: Yeah, and they're both Christians too. <laughs>
1: oh, that's even you see that's even better. And again, it's just, you know, you have to make the effort. You have to put in the time. You got to raise your kids. You can't let the, you can't let TV raise your kids or the video games or the neighborhood thugs. You've got to take that responsibility.
5: Absolutely. In fact, I think one of the biggest problems is just like you said, you have two parents going off, making work for what, two, two homes. Uh, But the other thing is you have a lot of single parents that. Uh, aren't doing their jobs either i just see too many little uh children that are walking behind a single parent and the child's not being paid attention to
1: angie one of the one of the, the bees in my bonnet and uh is when i'm out at a restaurant and you've got a family and they got the little kids and the kids are just going bonkers. It's like somebody gave them sugar before they mm-hmm. they walked in the restaurant. You know, when I was a mm-hmm. kid, my parents would take us out and I was too young to remember this, but my parents would take us out to restaurants and we would behave ourselves because that's what we were taught to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's and I know there may be an extenuating circumstance, but by and large, you know, parents just are not raising their kids, and they're not teaching them Mm-mm. good manners. Uh, you know, we were Mm-mm. taught yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That they're, we're missing that in America right now.
5: Well, a lot of parents are sitting there looking at their cell phones and not even paying attention to their kid. I mean, this is when you should be, you know, communicating with your children. Um, anyways. Yeah, it's, it's I love a it. terrible society. <laughs> Angie,
1: I think these are terrific ideas. We're, you got to give us a call back now that you've found us. Um, and again, noon to 3 Eastern, ladies and gentlemen. And Angie, do you have a copy of my book, Culture Jihad? No, I don't. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to send you a copy of this book, and it really does explain what's wrong with the country and how we can fix it. Angie, I'm going to mm-hmm. put you on hold, and Dylan's going to get your address and, and we're going to send you a copy of Culture Jihad.
5: Thank you. I appreciate that, Todd. I think I'm going to send you a few books to myself. Who, well, how would I send it to you? Well,
1: you can work all that out with Dylan, uh, so we're going to put you on hold, okay. and uh, we'll take care of all that. All right, Angie, thanks for calling in. 844-747-8868. I have to, uh, Angie had a terrific idea. A terrific idea. is to When they arrest the parents guess what, mom, or when they arrest the kids, guess what, mom, dad, you get arrested, and you go to jail, too. So you're going to be sitting in that cell with little Billy or little Susie. I I think that's a brilliant idea. 844-747-8868. Uh, we are waiting on uh, Lindsay Keith from USMAX, so we'll try to figure out what's happening there. Uh, but we've got uh, some breaking news coming out of Washington, and I want to share this with you. Apparently, uh, the reporting is that the Biden administration misled or Biden's attorneys misled the FBI when it came to those documents that have been discovered. So we're going to keep you updated on that. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. You know, you, you talk about what's happening in New York City with their leftist district attorney letting these thugs who beat up the Fox News guy. Uh, they didn't even spend a minute in jail. They're, they're just back out on the streets. Here in Memphis, Tennessee, eight teenagers, some as young as 13 years old, with guns were stealing cars, running from police, and they let them out of jail. An 18-year-old with a criminal record, had a gun that did not belong to him. He was released on his own recognizance, again, by a leftist district attorney. Well, they're saying, well, it's really not the DA doing this. It's the judicial commissioners. Well, it turns out the district attorney's office in Memphis, Tennessee, actually has a say in who becomes a judicial commissioner. So, yes, it's the district attorney. So what are we doing to these kids when we're we're letting them go out there, commit crimes, and they're going right back out on the streets, they're causing all sorts of mayhem. Let's go to Patty. and uh, well, Patty, what's on your mind,
5: Todd? Hey, listen, you know what? I got I got two words. Bernard gets.
1: Oh, the big the, the vigilante from what the, was that back in the nineteen eighties, Patty?
5: Oh, that was back. Yeah, and uh, they were bothering him, harassing him, and guess what? They all went boom, boom, boom.
1: And, you know, you're going to start seeing a lot more of that, Patty, uh, with people taking the law into their own hands.
5: I think you are. And it's and it's going to be sad because, you know what, a lot of young kids, because you, we're getting back to the parents again, because the parents are idiots, the parents should go to jail, not the kids.
1: It's uh, well. I say. I say both. I like this idea of making them both sit in the same cell together. Maybe we can Uh have a separate division. You know, they're not in with the. uh, You know, with the pedophiles and the molesters and the murderers. But maybe the
5: drag queens.
1: Yeah. Or yeah, the drag queens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I. I don't know, Patty. I'm just telling you. When I was a kid, we did not have these kinds of problems. No.
5: tons. Todd, I grew up in a Sicilian family. I I, I tell you, uh, 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 if I looked at my father wrong, I um, I, I didn't even, I was a nervous wreck because I didn't even, <laughs> I grew up in a family where we had a mom and dad where we were lucky to have that. You know what I'm saying? My father worked hard. My mom, my mom worked. I was washing clothes, Todd, at seven years old, me and my brother.
1: Oh, everybody had chores back in the day.
5: Oh, yeah, and we, you know what? But we, we, but we have respect. We have respect. I don't know what the heck happened. I don't know how the world changed so quick. I mean, it was. I felt like I hate. I'm going to say this. It seems like once Joe Biden got in there, the whole world flipped over. Am I? Am I wrong?
1: Well, no, I mean, I think it's been that way for I think this goes all the way back to Barack Obama and, and Barack Obama used the White House as a bully pulpit to sow seeds of of confusion and anger and hostility at the at the police. Remember when he held the big press conference at the White House, he said the cops were acting stupidly with the um, with the professor who was uh, was arrested. And, and I right, think right. from that point, we have this has been nothing but a war on law enforcement and law and order.
5: And now, now these now what happened in, in Georgia? They're saying you know I, 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 again peaceful protest. and it looks like it's, it's like Nero fiddling while everything's burning.
1: Exactly, and, and so we have got to you know we have got to let the police know, hey, we've got your we've got your back here. And we're not going to tolerate this. But, Patty, I'm with you. We are moving very quickly. And we saw this happen, I believe, in Houston, Texas at that taco joint where a customer actually stood up and took out the bad guy, the robber, who had come in with what turned out to be a fake gun.
5: Right. Yeah. And the guy is in trouble now, right? The guy, That guy that shot him.
1: I I can't imagine anybody in their right mind. I'd go for a jury trial.
5: Yes, and I believe that a jury would find I'm not guilty.
1: Absolutely. I yeah, I wish they would call me to sit on that jury. I really and do.
5: One more thing I want to say to you. I know where those documents are other documents are. They're in the freezer with the in the in the uh, ice cream boxes.
1: <laughs> so Biden really it's doesn't just, like ice cream. That's just it's where he puts the documents. Just, no,
5: Joe Biden just the chocolate chocolate chip check the chocolate chocolate chip.
1: Patty I guarantee you, somebody's going to be looking there. A good hearing from you, Patty. <laughs> Thanks for the call. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. Sad news over the weekend. They had the memorial service for for Lynette Hardaway Diamond. Silk led it. And uh, Trump spoke and, uh, but I thought it was interesting because Diamond went into great detail, or Silk rather, went into great detail of how, uh, Diamond passed away. This happened at their home. And, um, and she, just suddenly Diamond said that she had trouble breathing. And I want you to listen as Silk describes what happened.
4: As soon as Diamond hung up the phone, she said to me, I can't breathe. It was suddenly out of nowhere and no warning. I got her to the kitchen table, opened up the back door so that she can get some air. And each breath was less and less and less until her eyes became a stare. My husband and I followed the 911 instructions uh, 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 from the lady. We laid her like they told us to lay her flat. They said, do CPR, and it was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. My husband and I alternated and kept going and going and going until the emergency truck came, in, came into the, the yard and the EMS came into the house. They did everything that they could. So, what I want to say to everybody, don't you dare call me a conspiracy theorist because I saw it happen I saw how it happened I was there when it happened and it happened suddenly I want America to wake up and pay attention something ain't right it's time to investigate what's really going on here and get some answers to why are people falling dead suddenly.
1: Well, it really does make you wonder what's going on, right? It really does when so many people are literally either dropping dead or suffering some sort of a a cardiac thing, uh, perfectly healthy people. And it seems to be happening to um, a lot of um, athletes, young people. It just seems something is not right. And at some point, we're going to have to address the reality that the federal government has been responsible for killing hundreds, if not thousands, of American citizens. And it's not just our government, because this is happening all over the world. And they're trying to tell us now, well, it's really not the, it's not the China virus. That's just coincidental. It's uh, the sweeteners. It's the sweeteners you use in your coffee. Or the sugar you are putting in your tea—that's what's causing people to, to to drop dead. I mean, are you really buying any of this, folks? I mean, seriously, are you really buying any of this? And I just I find it heartbreaking for for Diamond's family, Lynette Hardaway, because they don't deserve this. Nobody deserves this. Nobody. But so many people, so many athletes, so many high school kids are just keeling over. And nobody wants to talk about it. And when they do, when they do, they call you some sort of a conspiracy theorist. It's just not right. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Real quick, I want to play some audio from uh, Ian Sams, who is an advisor for Joe Biden, uh, talking about these documents. Cut one, please.
5: How could this happen? And do you agree having classified documents outside of where they should be is a serious
2: issue?
3: Yeah, look, the president takes this very seriously, as you heard him say multiple times in the last week. And, you know, I understand the question about how this happened. And I think it's really important to understand that's exactly the type of thing a Justice Department investigation would be looking at. And so when you appropriately believe in the independence of a Justice Department to be able to conduct investigations free from undue influence and interference that this president has committed going all the way back to the campaign, you know, that is why we're deferring to the Justice Department to answer some of these questions. They're going to be tasked with finding all the facts, putting it all together, understanding exactly what happened, asking the questions. That's appropriate. That's why we're fully cooperating, to understand how this happened. And the president is giving them access to what they need to answer.
8: Does the DOJ need to tell the president why the president has classified documents in his home? I don't understand that.
3: Well, Joe, I understand the question, and I think that it's really just gets to the heart of the matter. The DOJ is the one who's tasked with finding out all the facts here, and the DOJ is going to ask questions, and the DOJ is going to seek information, and we're being fully cooperative with that process. We hope that that process moves forward thoroughly and efficiently so that we can get all the answers out there. And so we're just going to be respectful. I think it's more appropriate for questions about the underlying investigation to be addressed by the Justice Department. But again, we're going to offer up full cooperation and ensure that they have access access to what they need
2: okay ian the 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 question though
5: i'm i'm sort of stuck on here is i understand that there is an investigation there's a limit to what you can say and all that but there are obvious possibilities here as to how in the world this could have happened are there any that you can share
2: with us
3: well i again i understand you're asking these questions but we want to be very careful to respect the investigation of the doj and 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 look they're going to ask these questions they're going to be the ones to answer these questions and to provide information on it and we want to make sure that we respect that process as it plays out
1: all right there you go folks the very latest and now we're getting word that the fbi says they were misled by biden's lawyers so why haven't they just immediately? Why haven't they put crime scene tape around every single residence Biden has, every office he has, and why aren't they tearing those buildings apart? Because you know they did it with Donald Trump and came up with diddly squat. Except for a cocktail napkin and a couple of front pages of Time Magazine. All right, we got to take a break here. Hour three coming up. Congressman Ben Klein from Virginia is going to drop by. Your calls as well, 844 747 8868. This is the Todd Stern Show.
0: From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common-sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride.
1: And hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, Hour 3 of the big show. Hope you're doing well today. All right, uh, folks, we've got a, a lot happening all over the nation. Uh, We're watching the unrest in Atlanta, also Memphis, Tennessee, where in the last hour they were supposed to release this heinous body cam footage of uh, five police officers beating a man to death. Uh, His name, Tyree Nichols, 29 years old. He ran from police. Uh, When he was captured, he was, quite frankly, beaten to death. He died in the hospital three days later. And this happened on January 7th. They were supposed to release the body cam footage today, and they just announced that they're not going to do that. And I'm not sure how the general population here in Memphis is going to respond, but that is not a good development. We understand that the video makes George Floyd look, um, it's not even, it's, it's just not even comparable just terrible. So we'll keep you updated on that story as well. Also, the FBI now saying that they were misled by President Biden's lawyers uh, on this latest document search. And of course, now a fourth time classified documents have turned up at the president's home. I want to go now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have with us a member of the House Judiciary Committee and the Freedom Caucus, Congressman Ben Klein from Virginia. Congressman, good to have you with us today.
9: Todd, always good to be with you.
1: Well, let's get to this. Uh, your reaction over the weekend, uh, even even though the administration said no more documents, everything's out there, they find more documents.
9: It's just becoming a... A drip 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 uh, scenario they found documents on five occasions November 2nd December 20th January 12th January 14th January 21st this is becoming a question of uh, not just how many uh, more documents do we need to find it's it's a question of uh, where haven't we looked to find the documents that he's hiding because there have got to be more places and there are likely more documents
1: and, and what strikes me as, as odd is how they're treating the president here with kid gloves. It's my understanding that parameters were actually set up as to what the FBI could actually search. Compare that with the guns drawn raid at Mar-a-Lago, where they wouldn't even let the president's own attorneys in the building.
9: Yeah, that's exactly right. They wouldn't let his attorneys in the building, but they'll let Biden's attorneys uh, do the searching uh, before they finally determined that... They needed to allow uh, a search. And for the law enforcement officials to say that they were misled by the attorneys, uh, it's a pretty pretty damning statement to come from um, an organization that uh, it, itself has some issues. But uh, it, it does say a lot.
1: I'm wondering, Congressman, if you're hearing any scuttlebutt from congressional Democrats, uh, anybody that's really bothered or put out by the fact that Joe Biden has all these classified documents.
9: I do talk to my Democrat colleagues. They are uh, shaking their heads in bewilderment. I have – the more I talk to uh, Republicans, the more they think – The Democrats are the ones who are uh, providing this information about these documents to law enforcement and to the media. But I'm not ready to to dive that far into conspiracy theories at this point. Uh, I I don't think it's about getting rid of Biden for the next presidential election. I think it's a matter of uh, Biden trying to cover up so much, about so much, saying everything's fine, saying there's nothing to see here, there's no there there. Uh, I, I think that he, it, events are moving too fast for him, and they're about to swamp him. You know, when the wave just kind of builds on the surfer, and you know he's not going to make it, uh, is, is where we stand right now.
1: Do, do you think there's a possibility, because you guys are just starting your work on House Judiciary, and you have plenty of other... Uh, scandals that could bring down the White House. Do you think this classified document scandal has the potential to bring down this administration?
9: I do think it's going to be an, an issue that it, we're going to look at early. I know that Jim Jordan, Chairman Jordan, wants to look at it early. Uh, but I, my first goal is to uh, impeach Secretary Mayorkas. He has created a, a crisis at our border that is a humanitarian crisis. And there are people dying Uh, making this journey. There are people dying in this country from fentanyl being trafficked across this border. Uh, so, uh, we need to take action and address the, the priority that is truly, truly a humanitarian crisis, both in this country and, and, uh, in, uh, in neighboring countries and so that's my first goal uh, on judiciary
1: you know congressman there are so many things that have to be addressed by the republicans in in the house uh, so many different investigations how do you how do you guys keep track of of what you know, and, and again prioritizing of course you mentioned my but there have been so many other big investigations that that you guys have to have to conduct
9: Uh, There's a lot on the plate that's built up over the last two years of unified Democrat control and that's what happens when you get one party in control of everything they don't feel like they have to do any oversight over any of the questions and some of them are so egregious that uh, it's just uh, become unfathomable that they haven't uh, not just been to the border but really made it a priority but also made the crisis with big tech a priority uh, the crisis with inflation, the crisis with energy, uh, all of the dif- the crisis with crime in our cities. I know uh, Chairman Jordan wants to look at that as well. And so uh, we've got a, a pileup, and-, and we will get to all of it. But uh, uh, I'm glad that we have great leaders like Kevin McCarthy, like uh, James Comer, like Jim Jordan, in charge making the decisions about which to go investigate first. And uh, I'm ready to get started on the committee.
1: I'm reading from NBC News, of all places, Congressman, NBC News. Uh, They're blasting the Biden administration for doing nothing on the border. Uh, U.S. authorities stopped migrants 251,487 times on the Mexican border in December, up 7% uh, from November, up 40% from December of 2021. uh, That information coming from Customs and, and Border Protection. It, it seems to be a crisis for everyone in the nation, including, uh, welcome to the party, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, but not for this administration, Congressman.
9: Right. And we've been going to the border since uh, the last administration. And the last administration took action and put in place some significant uh, rules, like remain in Mexico uh, policies that worked or that were working until Joe Biden came into office and either stopped uh, a lot of the regulations from happening, being enforced, or uh, moved to encourage even uh, worse scenarios. Uh, so we have an administration that is is not just uh, ignoring the problem, it's contributing to the problem getting worse. And And finally, some Democratic mayors are noticing that. You have Democratic governors who are noticing that. Democratic congressmen along the border who are saying, Enough is enough. This is uh, a problem that has to be addressed.
1: It it does indeed. And, uh, Congressman, we appreciate your great work. I'm telling you, I'm thinking about going into the chicken business, going to get some laying hens. And uh, I could I could make a fortune (laughs) based on what these uh, these prices. I know you guys are addressing the uh, the economic issues, but man, are people struggling. And I have to imagine they're struggling uh, there in the sixth congressional district, too.
9: Ah, uh, we are, and uh, you know we we love our our bacon and egg breakfasts up here, and uh, bacon and eggs are both up uh, at at record levels, and so we do need to support our farmers, and we're going to be working to pass an ag bill, a farm bill this year that helps our farmers instead of a Green New Deal bill like the Democrats uh, pushed last time, but. Uh, But this time, uh, we also have to restore energy independence. That's going to go a long way toward addressing inflation, towards bringing all prices down, not just for farmers with input costs, but also for manufacturers, also for working families at the pump uh, in their energy bills. But, you know, every crisis, uh, we can look at the heavy hand of government, how it's impacting it. Just look at the housing crisis. People say there's a housing crisis in this country because rents are too high. Well, go ask your house, your apartment builders, why rents are too high. It's because of these Green New Deal regulations on new construction, forcing the builders to pay more for the construction, forcing the buyers to pay more and passing it on in the rents to these renters. So everywhere uh, we see a crisis, inevitably, there's going to be a heavy hand of government, liberal pseudo-socialist government at hand here.
1: All right, uh, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Appreciate your great work, and uh, we wish you the very best as you guys get to the bottom of all these scandals. Thanks, Todd. We'll keep on it. All right, there you go, folks. Congressman Ben Klein from Virginia. That is the 6th Congressional District and also a member of the House Judiciary Committee. I mean, if you got to prioritize something, is there something that you would like to see them handle first? Clearly, For the Republicans, it's about Majorcas. That's who they're going after first. 844 747 8868, toll free telephone number. That's 844 747 8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Hey, let's go to the phones, our good friend. And you hear his great parody work all the time on this uh, program, Paul Shanklin. Paul, I hear you were in Nashville over the weekend.
10: I I was uh, visiting clients in my other work and uh, had a little – it's a story of nothing that happened. uh, But it was an almost happened. I was uh, buying gas late at night in Laverne, Tennessee, which generally I don't buy gas late at night uh, at a gas station. But uh, in this case, we were lower than I thought on gas. And uh, picked out what seemed to be a safe station, you know, the Kroger. (laughs) Uh, And uh, there was a guy out working, changing the trash bags out. And and nobody else was shopping. So I thought, well, it looks pretty safe. And it's cold and it's blowing. So I get out, start pumping gas, and immediately a uh, ragged SUV, silver Pulls up, not to the pump next to me, but just past the pump next to me. Uh, too far away to get gas, but uh, a good spot if you're going to get out and rob uh, rob me. And uh, I don't know if it was the guy changing the trash bags that scared them off or the fact that when they opened the door, I had my hand clearly on my pistol handle grip and uh, just uh, waiting
1: to see what, what was next and my money would be yeah. on the pistol <laughs> that's what my <laughs> money would be well on.
10: somebody told somebody to get back in and uh the, the foot went out uh, went out of the suv and then back in and you know two things from that i mean i'm glad i don't i don't ever want to have to shoot anybody uh, and it would have to be have to be nobody in their right mind wants to and it was just a relief that i didn't have to do anything but you know why do i have to be a rabbit every time i you know step out of my car and uh, be pursued. Um, You know, we got police here that obviously don't have, uh, looks to be, that don't have uh, much home training, and the kids don't have any home training, and everybody's leaving it up to the schools, surprisingly, and uh, education to impart morals. But uh, um, it's, it's, it's becoming a mad, mad world out there
1: it is Paul and i''m I'm surprised this happened in Nashville it wouldn't be surprised if it happened in Memphis but in Nashville uh you would think that you would be safe but you're saying it's you know the cr- the criminals are there it too
10: was, it was a pretty sketchy part of Laverne it was just it was my choices were run out of gas or get gas <laughs> uh if I wasn't leaving the area without uh, without uh, putting gas in, and I hadn't realized how much I'd used in town. So,
1: but um, it is funny though. It's uh, I was getting I had to get gas a few days ago, and everybody at the gas station was doing the same thing you know we're locking the car we've got our keys with us uh we're we're pumping the gas but we're looking around everybody's looking we're looking around, around looking it's...
10: around at each other figuring out who's actually pumping gas. who's
1: going to be the carjacker so that's
10: yeah yeah well they can have the car but my wife was in there and and she wasn't gonna let that happen so uh i had her hand on the horn that was her defense <laughs> she said
7: i had my hand on the horn,"
10: and. uh it was, uh, you know, that's, you know, I don't want to have to carry a gun. Honestly, I'm glad that I can in our state, but I don't want to have to, uh, you know. And uh, and at that point, I was thinking, yeah, I need something bigger than a 3.8.
1: Unfortunately, it's, it's, uh, you need to, Paul, and it's, you know.
10: <laughs> more you, chances than seven.
1: You worked for years with, with Rush Limbaugh, and uh, I, I can't imagine any other time in – In the past 20 or 30 years where crime has been such a dominant issue across the whole country.
10: And the Democrats have their head in the sand going, oh, there's nothing happening. Just like there's nothing happening at the Biden residence. It sounds like they had a courier operation going out of there and somebody forgot to take the documents
1: back. (laughs) It sure does, doesn't it? I yeah, mean isn't yeah. that strange when you think I mean and again they're they're being found in, you know, just a handful of documents here and there and you wonder where else they've got these documents and what they were up what? to.
10: I think you have to check them out if you take them. And uh I mean like a like a library book, you if you take them out of a certain location, I think you have to check with somebody, but that's my understanding. So they would have known uh, what he's checked out. I, I'm curious how important the documents were he was checking them out and when he was checking them back in. If he took them home over a weekend, he might have, like you said, they may have had a courier operation. Who knows? Hmm.
1: It's, it's, so anyway, uh, nobody got shot, though, in, in Nashville. Right. You're, everybody, didn't you're good. Didn't have to shoot anybody.
10: I, yeah, Didn't have to shoot anybody, and that made me feel great because I'd hate to have to do that.
2: Yeah, uh, but you're a good uh, really shot, would. though.
10: I'm a good shot but I'd hate to have to, you know, that people don't think it
1: all the way through. I have. I, you know, we've, we've interviewed folks over the years who have, who've done that. And it's, it's a heartbreaking thing, even though they were in the right and they, they did what they needed to do. Uh, that's, that stays with you.
10: Oh, sure. And that's, you know, that's the last thing I and you don't want to make a mistake and you don't want to get hurt. And you, but here we're having to do that buying gasoline. I mean, that's just nuts. Uh, that you gotta, you know, uh, get the, you know, you know, defend yourself buying, you know, well, I would say twenty dollars worth of gas, twenty gallons worth of gas. I don't know how much it cost. I quit looking at the pump.
1: Well, I, well, that's where you're going to get robbed. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. Uh, there was a lady I was reading a story that there, you know, these people are getting. Um, they're, they're attacking shoppers in the parking lot at grocery stores and there was a lady right. at Kroger so now Kroger offers a security guard so to, to to walk you to your car and so the a robber actually beat up the security guard and and then robbed a woman and, and cracked her right. skull open it's just unbelievable yeah, yeah.
10: and it's and it's not uh, of course in Memphis is uh, we know that it's not just in bad neighborhoods anymore what we consider sketchy uh it's everywhere yeah. And it's it's uh, and it's uh, not just in the north, uh, not just in uh, New York and Los Angeles. It's here.
1: The great Paul Shanker. You know, it's it's not. And Paul, we got to go to break here, but at least it's not happening in Mayberry. That's true. <laughs> but this not ain't
8: here. It's not going to happen on my watch. <laughs> All okay. right.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Paul Fife, uh, joining us on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Major Line. Good friend of this program. He wrote a good chunk of Rush Limbaugh's great parody material over the years. And we're glad to have him with us as well. 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Charlie in Salem, Oregon. KYKN. Charlie, what's happening over on the west part of the country?
5: Well, being in Oregon, uh, a lot of chaotic stuff. So, um, But the comments that I wanted to make was on the uh, parents going to jail when you're, if your kids go to jail. <laughs> Hello?
1: Charlie, we're waiting for your comment.
5: Oh, oh, sorry. I wasn't hearing anything. So my comment is I had one of my children who was a really kid. My other ones turned out great. Well, is it really fair that the parents go to, school, go to jail with them if you only got one kid who ends up there?
1: Well, I, 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 it's a good question. But, I again, Charlie, I think it goes back to, Okay, you're a parent, and you've got a 13-year-old out on the streets after midnight. Yeah, I think you do go to jail. If there's a grandma or grandpa, they can take care of the other kids. But, you know, you're not doing your job if you got a kid wandering around on the streets in the dark of night.
5: Well, it's not really that I allowed him to do it, but sometimes you don't – you cannot control all of them at the same time. But then – uh. On the flip side of that, it turned out pretty good because now he actually is. Um, so this was my one child that we thought would we would be visiting in prison or jail.
1: <laughs> really? Um,
5: but he, <laughs> yes, but he ended. Up, but the funny thing is, is, his career right now is he's a prison guard, so he is in prison, but only on the outside, no, so, not on the inside.
1: <laughs> so on the good side, on the the other side of the bars.
5: <laughs> yes. So, I mean, there is hope. I mean, I'm not saying that um, we're perfect. Obviously, there's no perfect parent out there. But, you know, we tried our best with him, and he ended up pulling his head out and getting on the right side of everything
1: so charlie i'm curious i don't have kids so i don't know if these <laughs> conversations happen around you know if you're ha- your know, late night conversations between husband and wife but are, do you really sit there and go all right well this one's probably going to be a rocket scientist and uh, this was going to be a teacher and uh, this one's probably going to be in jail <laughs> uh yeah you kind of
5: do have those conversations at least we did in my household
1: too funny so, but er- but everybody turned out okay
5: oh yeah like i said he ended up in prison, actually, he was a guard, but he's a guard in the prison, not, not in prison, <laughs> prison.
1: So This is a great story. But, I mean, look, I see your point, but I think to the extreme, you've got parents that are just, they have no control over their kids, and they're well, out. And he, go ahead. Go ahead, Charlie.
5: Oh, I was going to say, and I get that point, too. I totally understand what you guys are saying, but on the flip side, it's like, I mean, I come from a family of 12 kids, and I had some my my uh i had some siblings that were kind of unruly and i wouldn't have wanted my parents to go to jail just because a couple of the kids ended up and but yeah we all turned out great you know as adults
1: so charlie good call uh congratulations for raising some great kids and uh, give us a call back one of these days all mm-hmm. right 844 747 8868 that's our toll free telephone number so Is this true, moms and dads? You guys had these conversations? All right, well, this one's going to be a a great citizen and it's going to be good for the community. And then the other one, well, God help us all. (laughs) This story from Culver's Restaurants. Have you guys ever been to a Culver's? This is really one of my favorite restaurant chains, and they're based in the Midwest. I'm not sure we have a Culver's here in the southern states. But if you're telling me Culver's is coming to town, Whataburger, yeah, it's okay. It's a hamburger. in and out yeah, it's okay. It's a hamburger. But Culver's, let me tell you something, great food. Anyway, uh, Culver's is in the middle of a controversy. It seems they have, um, well, I'll get to that. But, Dylan, they're known for their butter burgers. So when they're making the burger, they put a little thing, a dollop of butter on it. It makes it, It's it elevates it. Anyway, uh, Culver's, oh, they also have frozen custard, which is delicious. Uh, so Culver's has upset many of their longtime customers because they're switching from Pepsi to God soft drink, also known as Coca-Cola. The franchise, this is from Fox Business. The franchise broke the news last Wednesday, telling media outlets the transition was in progress and would take some time for its nearly 900 restaurants spread out across 26 states. An employee, um, so anyway, parting ways with Pepsi means that restaurants will no longer serve its signature uh, drink as well as Mountain Dew, Sierra Mist, and Tropicana drinks. Is this a problem for you, ladies and gentlemen? I am just not a Pepsi fan. It's just too sweet. It doesn't, there's not enough carbonation. It's a knockoff. Now, RC Cola, well, all right, now you're talking. One Twitter user wrote that the news of the switch ruined my entire day. How dare you, Culver? How dare you? You've ruined my delicious butter burger. I can't wash it down with watered-down brown water. That's what it is, Pepsi, by the way. The company confirmed the transition, but said some of their other signature drinks, including root beer and Dr. Pepper, will still be available. Another Twitter user wrote, "Had my last Culvers today. When you switch back to Pepsi, I'll be back. So if that's the case, why not just go to I don't know Burger King or whoever serves Pepsi? I mean, if really, I mean, if you're going to go to a burger joint, anyway, is, is that such a big deal? I but I will say this: um, We're a Coca-Cola family, right? It's it's got to be a Coke product. Aside from Abita Springs root beer. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna have some root beer, it's a root beer." Delaware, remind me I have to go buy a Buster's Liquors That's over in Midtown. That's the only place that sells the root beer here in Memphis. i got to go get a stash or a keg. One Facebook user posted a comment on the company's main page saying she would no longer be going to Culver's because they're going to be offering Coke products. Quote, now you're going to be like them. Sorry about this decision. You just had the best Pepsi on tap. Now I... <laughs> Are people really angry about this? Just drink water, right? Why dilute the flavor of your delicious butter burger by drinking, you know, brown sugar water? I, I just don't understand that. Anyway, are, are you, a am curious, I, I'm curious to know this, is our audience, you see, I think our audience is a Coca-Cola audience, but it may be a Pepsi audience, I don't know. Maybe I have just alienated half of our audience. So I'm curious, are you a Pepsi or Coca Cola, or can you go either way, Dylan? I'll tell you this: Whenever I go to a restaurant and I'm like, "I'd like a diet Coke," they're like, "Well, diet Pepsi, Duke? Nope, water, please." That's it's just it's don't even have to take a breath; (laughs) just bring me some water, good old fashioned tap water. You want the sparkly? Nope, just good old tap water. I'll take the tap water. All right, we got to take a break here. 844 747 8868. Clearly, uh, clearly, not much of the news over at uh, Culver HQ, if that's the big issue of the day. 844 747 8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's get to the phones. John in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Nuga Radio. Home of RC Cola. Hey, John, how's it going?
8: Good, good. How's everybody there?
1: Well, we're just hanging in there, John. Can't complain. It's a Monday.
8: Well, uh, well, it sure is Monday. Yeah, yeah. I I noticed that when I got to work. (laughs) Um, I, I was, years ago, it's been this is forty years ago now at least. I was uh, supervising Wendy's restaurants uh, in the East Bay of, of, of California, San east, east side of San Francisco. And at that time, many Wendy's served uh, Pepsi.
1: Is that uh, right? I, I always thought they were a Coca Cola uh, fast food joint. That,
8: not not to start with, they were not, and. Um, and this particular franchisee I was working for, he went along with the, the company stores he, anyway. He was serving Pepsi. This guy, but Coca Cola came along and made us an offer we couldn't refuse. They offered to to do some improvements to the stores uh, if if we would uh, start selling their product. And 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 it was a good a good deal, and and we were thinking about switching anyway, so. We switched, and one of the stores was in a, a town called Dublin, California, which is a real, real upscale place. A lot, a of, lot of money there, and it's and and um, uh, the uh, next next to the store there was a, an office plaza, and John Madden, the football coach and and um, announcer, had an office there, and he frequented the store.
1: Is that right?
8: Yeah, and so he comes in one day with a buddy, and um, uh, he he orders. He said, "I want I want uh, uh, a double uh, all the way, fries and a diet Pepsi." Well, his buddy looks at the menu board, says, "John, they don't have diet Pepsi." He goes, "What do you mean they don't have diet Pepsi? The only reason I come here is because they have diet Pepsi. We're leaving." <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they and they and he left and they, and I guess the only reason he came there was before the diet Pepsi. So so we we lost him as a as a customer.
1: Well, I'll be darned. Well, I'm sorry. Well, Wendy's back in the day made a great burger.
8: Well, they they did and um and and they 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 were great. Um uh the the franchise ones tended to be a little better than the Company stores because they would uh, they would have the proper amount of, of fat and, and so forth to, to flavor it. Uh, company stores might you know overdo it a little bit, so that was my experience.
1: Well, fact, I so. had no idea John Madden was a pep was a Pepsi guy, a diet Pepsi guy.
8: Yeah, diet Pepsi.
1: Great well, story. You
8: know, it's funny, it's funny how people, people come in. Yeah, people would come in and order a, 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 a a double cheese, a, a fry, a Frosty, and a Diet Coke. And, you know, so you, you go, what, that, what what, are they thinking?
1: you got to watch your figure, John. you got to cut, cut the calories. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: That's right. Anyway. All right.
1: Know, <laughs> yeah. All right, John, great call. Uh, thanks for that. I had no idea about Madden. What was the turkey? It was the turkey and the duck and the chicken. Uh, for for Thanksgiving. That was beautiful. Uh, let's go to Maria. Hendersonville, North Carolina, WHKP, the great station there. All right, Maria, what's on your mind?
7: Uh, hi, Todd. I was calling about uh, these parents who have uh, defaulted on their duties. And uh, recently there was a term, uh, birthing person. So these parents who are not raising their children... They are these birthing persons and breeders rather than parents. And in my mind, a remedy for this situation is after that first baby, which could be a mistake, even after the second, which could be a oopsie, that becomes a way of life rather than a mistake. And to remedy that, the monthly benefit does not keep going up with each child. After baby number two, Your benefits should start shrinking each month.
1: Maria, what a great idea, because that is a big problem in in some cities where parents are just going out and having babies so they can get a check from the government.
7: Exactly. And uh, when my son was in school, he was an outcast because he had two parents that were married, lived in the same home, and were raising him together.
1: And he turned out pretty darn good, I have to imagine.
7: Yes, sir. He graduated uh, college and is uh, working a full-time job, paying his bills. Uh, Got through high school and college without getting arrested, without impregnating anyone, and without getting on drugs. Two parents in the home raising him.
1: And that's the way to do it. And, Maria, I have to imagine you and your husband made some sacrifices along the way.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, but um, that was our duty as parents, and we were, wouldn't take it back for anything.
1: You see, if we just had more parents like you and your husband, Maria, I think the country would be a lot better off. I mean, these you know everybody likes to blame the problems on Washington D.C., but the the bigger issue is what's happening inside the home. That's where it all starts.
7: Uh, exactly, but D.C. is contributing to the problem. Oh, no doubt about that. Checks.
1: No doubt about that. You cut off those checks. I think uh, you're going to find out that people are going to keep their britches zipped up. <laughs> yes, sir. So to speak. All right, Maria. I like the way you think. God bless you. You give us a call back uh, one of these All days. Right. All right. What well, you see? This is what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. And yeah, I mean, DC is messed up. But the root of the problem, if you want to get down to the root of it, it is right there in the household. I'm just telling you. Oh, we've got an update on this M&M story. So a couple of weeks ago, we told you about M&M's. That's the uh, the candy that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. And M&M's was going to introduce some new spokes candies. They were going to be all, um, well, they're, they're feminine, and they were going to salute gals, but they've kind of been de, de-womanizing the candies and making them more gender-neutral. Uh, M&M's caught a lot of flack over that, and now um, they're apologizing for going woke. Earlier this month, m ms this is from Fox News, m ms creator Mars announced all-female candy wrappers to honor women who are flipping the status quo. The, the m M&M and characters were green, brown, and purple, which... And the purple is the lesbian. One of them was like a lesbian candy. I'm I'm I, I don't know which one it was. Well, clearly it was the one without the nuts. But I'm other than I don't know. I, I do not know. The notion of all female candy wrappers irked many conservatives who did not understand why a chocolate manufacturer was getting involved in identity politics in the first place. The move was the most recent in a series of marketing moves M and M's has made to promote inclusivity. Its previous announcement involved the introduction of the purple female M&M who represents body positivity and self-acceptance. Oh, maybe that is the large. So if that's the larger M&M. So I guess that would be a peanut. The, the peanut M&Ms are larger than the regular M&Ms. So is that, is that what they're trying to be inclusive about? I don't know. Early in 2022, Mars announced that it would alter its mascots to reflect the more dynamic, progressive world that we live in. Changes included revamped footwear for some of the characters. Is that why the green one's not wearing stiletto heels anymore and has the uh, the eyelashes? So anyway, uh, bottom line here: the sales <laughs> dropped like a rock. People just stopped eating M and M's. they like, it's kind of creepy because nobody wants to be. I don't care who you are. I mean, nobody wants to you know eat like a you know a lesbian M M&M. and M. You just want to eat M and M's, or nobody wants to eat a gender neutral. You just want to eat an M M&M. and Why are you making us think about all these things? We just want the delicious candy that melts in your mouth, not in your hands. That's all. Anyway. Jason Rants from radio station KTTH in Seattle says, oh, you mean sales dipped after going woke and you don't want to admit it. That's exactly what it is. Unbelievable. All right, folks, head over to ToddSterns.com. We have lots of great material for you there, lots of stories for you to check out, um, a lot going on. We will be monitoring the White House press briefing, which is getting underway, and you can expect the reporters are going to be asking a lot of questions about these documents. We're going to do a deeper dive into that tomorrow. All you folks in Memphis, Tennessee, you stay safe out there. And uh, let's see if we can't get some some justice for this uh, family. What a terrible story. All right, folks, this is the Todd Starnes Radio Show.